Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, singer Estelle talks to me about strength and the courage to lay it all down. Laying it all down ain't easy, especially for someone like me who considers herself both a fixer and a planner. I'm doing the most, I know. Last year started off quite exhilarating. Many great opportunities came my way, and it was a season where I got so close to four projects that I really, really wanted, but they didn't work out. I can't lie, I spiraled a tad. But thank God for my husband, Daryl. He really kept me sane by reminding me that repeated disappointment doesn't mean I should mark it as failure. I really needed that, but what I needed most was to simply lay it all down conjure up as much strength as I could to simply try, try again. The line between when to lay it down and when to pick it up is thin. But if you dig deep, ask yourself the right questions and listen to your gut, your intuition, you'll know exactly what to do and when. I sure do, and so does Estelle. Estelle is an absolute diamond in the music industry. And just like a precious stone, moments of intense pressure showed her who she was and exactly what she was made of. You know, like when a rocket ship takes off mm-hmm. or it's in the air, midair, and the bits are coming off of it. It's like the bits were coming off midair and I wasn't yes. prepared for the bits to come off midair. Like, it's going to space, but Ooh. it's also like, they didn't tell me that the outside has to come off of, of you, right? And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to pull that down and let's learn a new thing. You know, let's try something else. You know, it was some intense growth. Her life is truly marked by resilience and her career is proof that making it through seasons of loss will eventually lead you to exactly where you need to be. And in our Sankofa moment, Estelle tells us about the musical icon she would have loved to collaborate with in her prime. I just want to ask her things. I just want to be like, I know, I know this was a long time ago. Um, sis, tell me about the makeup and the hair and the clothes. Just tell me. Yes. I want to know. Yes. Is, no, I say icon, legend, auntie, big sister almighty. I don't know. Like, how do we, what do I, how do I do this? Tell me what I'm doing wrong with my makeup. Because you set the pace yes. for us. I just think she's, she's it. Hello, my sister Estelle. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you feeling? I'm good. Good, good. It's so good to see you. Mm-hmm. You too. You too. Congratulations. This yeah. is a good vibe. Yeah. Good vibes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're good vibes, which is why I was so excited to have you. 
Okay, so I'm going to kick us off with a bit of an icebreaker question, okay? All right, so what's your favorite West Indian and West African <laughs> dish? Oh, that's hard. Like, okay, so of course I'm from <laughs> West, I'm from both places. So this is, my mom's about to look at me crazy. All right. West Indian. All right. I it's hard. Oh, that's hard. Oh, curry goat. Curry goat, rice mm. and peas, traditional. I'm good. People yes. often do like the curry chicken or the curry, you know, uh, beef, curry lamb or something. And I'm like, no, it's curry it's goat. It's the goat. It's the goat. It's the goat. It's definitely I'm with the you. goat. You know, that's my favorite. I could, I'm good with that anywhere I am in the world if it's done right. And I cook <laughs> if so it's, it's done if right. If it's done right. Okay. It's, it's not a game. <laughs> don't, play, don't, don't put these things in here. Don't mess around with this. And then on the African side, oh, that's equally as difficult because. Again, so I'm raised, there's a lot of women in our family and I'm I'm raised by the women. We, you know, African tradition, we cook we cook down, it is what it is. This is something we do. It's not a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say okra stew, which is okra and palm oil, essentially the main two ingredients with fish or whatever else you want to put in it and, and mm. oxtails, beef, whatever. And no chicken, no poultry. Mm. Okra chopped up, sliced thinly and palm oil. Smoke fish mm. in it, get fancy, put some scotch bonnet peppers, habanero, as they call them here. Yes. And, and it's, it's a good time. Yeah. So when I come visit you, are these <laughs> dishes that will be available? Because these yeah, are I, right I up my alley. I can get it going. Okay. I can get it going. All right. We <laughs> can. You. Okay. I just got to make sure because that's yeah. going to be the first thing I say is, Estelle, <laughs> Where is the food at? <laughs> no. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay, now I'm hungry. Now I'm going to be on Postmates trying to figure <laughs> out who I'm going to order from. Okay, so sis, you talked about, I just heard you say that you were, you know, raised by women. Yeah. So yeah. who raised you? And <laughs> what was your upbringing like? Talk to me about your... Your creators. Well, yeah. my mom and my dad, this, and I wrote, I, I did this with Lovers Rock, with the album Lovers Rock, the very last set of records I put out, which is a reggae album, which is kind of a tribute to them, but also like a rebirth for me, right? They met because my auntie and her, and my auntie and my uncle were on a date, and my uncle brought his brother along, and my mom and him locked eyes, and it was a wrap. Wow. Um, she was trying to, she was definitely trying to leave the country after having my older brother. And they, she didn't. <laughs> Nine months later, quite literally, here I am. My dad was in an entanglement. And so that was a whole thing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a wild time. I told the story. My dad had, I have sisters and brothers, sisters my age. I have a sister my age. Um, mm. So it was a wild moment. They went on to have two more kids. They continued. Um, wow. Because they, they were what we call now twin flames, soulmates, all of that. That basically mm-hmm. they were. So three years into it, my grandma, they end up splitting them up. Literally splitting them up. He'd like come the family around one day. split them up. Yeah. The family kind of. Wow. His family and our family split them up. Like, yo, you go over there. You know, he was taking care of the kids, but not in the way that my grandma wanted it to. Her family, his family okay. didn't like it because she was African. And Africans and West Indians at that point in time had a slight prejudice against each other. Colonization will do that to you. Um, yes. So they, they split up and they didn't see each other for like another 20 years. 
I grew up with a stepdad who I didn't like very much because mm. I just knew he wasn't my dad. But no one, no one mm. would talk about it, right? No one would say anything about it. I turned 19 and we were all getting ready to leave the house. And I'm starting my music career at this point. And I'm like, look, Ma, I'm going. Where everyone's growing up and it's going to be you and him. Is that what you want? Because we don't mm. like him. You don't love him. You haven't loved him in years. We know that. You know, I was that kid. I had the big mouth. I've always had the mouth. I've always had been the Ditto. kid that's like, that's mm, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. I don't know about that. I don't know. You know, like that's, that's trash. Yeah. I don't care what none of you say. That's whack. Um, yeah. I've been that kid my whole life. So I said that to her. The way she tells it, she was like, I might need a divorce. Uh, mm. And so they got divorced like a couple years later. My sister, one of my sisters ends up randomly working with my dad and they ended up connecting them. My mom had thought he was married to somebody else. He said he'd never gotten married to anybody. They ended up getting back together when I was 23. Wow. And then they get married at, when I was 33. And so it's been a journey for them. And so these are the people who raised me. I was raised African, but my mom always made sure to teach us our Grenadian side. My dad's from Grenada. Partly because she was like, I don't want you to not have your culture. So she taught us the food. She taught us our culture via the food and via just being around West Indian people and, you know, and all of that. And so when I grow up and I'm in, you know, I'm in school and whatnot, like I'm born into Lover's Rock, the era, the musical era. Wow. And I find out that my wow. dad was one of the producers for like one of the Lover's Rock queens, Louisa Mar. It's, it's very like, couldn't make this up kind of story. Like it's a... Uh, it's a wild story. Yeah. Wow. I, my mouth is literally agape. That is <laughs> nuts. one of the nuts. most beautiful stories I've ever heard. And so your parents are together right now. Like, they're together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Back together, I should say. What, what has been the greatest lesson <laughs> for you witnessing your parents' relationship? Growth is amazing. Time is amazing. You know, live your life and work on yourself. Don't get stagnant. That's the thing I've learned. Mm. Because they still went ahead and had kids and then just let it rock. And then my mom come back around and he was like, yeah, I'm never leaving. <laughs> and so I was like, Whoa. Wow. Something. So would you describe yourself as someone who has always been incredibly open to God and the universe and the plans for your life? Or, or have you struggled with that? No, I, I I pray for everything, even in the struggle. Like I I pray on everything. Like it's not a mm. game. I learned early on that this isn't this isn't my game. I have will, but I also flow in, in his divine order. So in God's divine order. So I don't even in the times when it was difficult when I was like, I don't like my stepdad. Why does this man do this to us? I don't like I don't like mm. why am I so broken? I'm at the height of this part of my career and you know all of the different trials like mm. I stay praying because I'm like you brought me here you want to tell me how this goes like <laughs> you so tell me? yeah so that's exactly what I want to know Estelle mm. is <sighs> you are someone who I think is 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 widely seen as someone who has always been very accepted and loved <laughs> And revered and appreciated and celebrated, uh, right? Uh, but exactly, you're over here laughing like, I haven't always felt <laughs> like that. I appreciate so I it. Thank ex- you. I, yeah, but I, 
So what I want to know is, I want to know about a time or mm-hmm. times in your life and or career yeah. when the trial that you were going through yeah. was overwhelming, when you didn't know how you were going to get out yeah. and, and, and how you did, how you got on the other side. Oh, God. So, and this is why I'm going to try not to cry through this. Um, okay. Because my my friend who was connected to it all just passed away, right? So AJ, yes. Yeah. Listen, AJ Crimson Love. Yes. We I'm love you. Wonderful, oh. wonderful man. Man. Yeah. So when I moved here, I, I moved with the whole, I'm going to have to start again, huh? Cool. <laughs> all right, God. Mm-hmm. But I have experience, so I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting from experience, right? Cool, cool. Well, it, we get halfway through, the record is moving, it's doing its thing. American Boy is blowing and I'm happy and it's great. Um, halfway through, I'm, like, I'm on the way back from Europe one time. Like, we're we doing the last round of, like, big TV sets, right? All the different TV shows all over the world. And my manager calls while I'm on the way back mm-hmm. from Paris and says she quits right now. Nothing to do with me. Just she was going through some and she quit. And I'm on a flight back mm-hmm. from Paris, like, well, can, when I get back, can you, can you, can we do a changeover? She said, no, I have to leave today. So I'm like mm-hmm. sitting on a seven hour flight on the way back, like mouth open, not sure what's going on. And it's like from that point onwards, everything starts falling apart, right? It's going up, but it's like, you know, like when a rocket ship takes off mm-hmm. or it's in the air, midair and the bits are coming off of it. It's like the bits were coming off midair and I wasn't yes. prepared for the bits to come off midair. Like, it's going to space, but Ooh. it's also like they didn't tell me that the outside has to come off of, of you, right? And that's exactly what it felt oh, like. Oh, I was like, oh, I get that completely. I was like, wow, holy crap! So she quits on me. Mm. I have to find new management. People try to use it as a moment to be slick and do other little moments. I it just started to. I had to be super eyes wide open, right, and. I wasn't prepared for that emotionally, mentally, nothing. I was just being used to being covered and being an artist. So I ended up messing up a lot of things. I'm on the road and I'm touring and I couldn't see the wood for the trees with the band and the team that was around me. I had to end up firing everybody off of that tour. I get off the tour and the tour is in the red. And so I have to still figure out how to pay for this tour that was the most miserable time of my life. And Mm. so I say AJ was a part of holding me up through that. So, yeah. you know, like we we had a bond, not just off of the trauma of that, but off of the dream of us, regardless, still going ahead. And so that whole period was like, I want to say it was 2010 to 12 was just mm. a mess for me. And in the middle of it, I still felt like I was being carried and floating through <laughs> to a degree. But it's like the, it was like this. It was like the choppy air. Like everything was like, you're going yes. you to be okay. But this bit of turbulence right here, this bit of turbulence might mm-hmm. kill you, honey. Like it might be a wrap in a second. Strapping your seatbelt. There ain't no seatbelts. All right, hold on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot. People that I trusted, people that I thought were had my back from home, people that I thought had my back here. And it just reminded me like, God, I feel like God was just reminding me, I brought you here. Call me. I brought you here. What are you doing? That's why I say I pray every every moment. I'm like, well, you brought me here. So, you know, it took me a while to get out of my own way. 
and mm. get get back to calling on God. So that's literally it. That you asked how I got out of it was calling on God. It was like getting quiet. Like, don't go to all the parties. After going to all the parties and being with people and being in the mix, because I felt like, well, I don't want to sit in the house. And this is the years, these are the years to do it. And and none of that, none of that helping. None of that helping. Like, just not caring for myself. <laughs> Every turn I took mm. was to try and just ignore the fact that I was deeply sad. I miss my family. I miss my mom. I miss everybody in my on my in my bloodline, you know, um, and they weren't physically there, but then I have to handle this big career and I have to handle these big expectations. And I think at one point I just put it all down. I tried to like strengthen my way out of this, like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And and yeah. then I wasn't good, <laughs> you know, repeatedly for months in a row, but I was outside pretending like I'm good. And it just got wild. And I just put it all down one day. I said, I'm done. I just want to be a good human, you know, like for myself mm. and for my future daughter, you know, like for the husband I'm going to marry, for myself, you know, for my people, for people that be around me. So I just put it all down. I just got sick of it all and put it all down. <sighs> putting it all down. Let me ask you, did putting it all down, not necessarily in that moment, but at times, has putting it all down felt like you were giving up? Not giving up. Okay, good. Because I think sometimes people can up. have that perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's giving up. I think some I think some cycles are ended, and we gotta be okay with that. Mm. Some cycles do end, and this is I'm, I'm I'm forever doing music, so it's not that. But cycles of me needing to be a specific person, cycles of me needing to feel a specific way, cycles of me doing the same. And asking for it to be different, but it's doing the same. No, praying, mm. God, please make it different this time with this guy, but you go do the same. God, please make yeah. it different this time with this label deal, and I go in there as the same person. And God, please make it different this time, and I go do the same thing. I got sick of that cycle of me. And so I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to pull all that down and let's learn a new thing. You know, let's try mm. something else. You know? It was some intense growth. It, and growth never stops. I also believe in shooting in the gym. I also believe in actually living, you know, yes. and testing what you've learned. So it, I don't think yeah. the cycles feel like you failed. I feel like, because it's not failure. It brought you here. Here is good. At the, mm-hmm. knowing They say, was it knowing is half the battle? Here is knowing. And that's half the battle. That's good. If you're just here and you don't know, and you're just moving in a circle, that's a problem. <laughs> That's a fail to me. That's like, bro, yeah. I'm trying to show you where you, like, you know, that's spirit trying to show you where you're messing yeah. up. Yeah. And it's so, so cool because I love that you're saying, like, what you're talking about here, here is good. But also, here is now. Mm-hmm. It's now. Right it's a now. reminder of the present. It's a reminder exactly. of the blessings that you do have that you didn't have the day before, no the matter how awful. small or how big. It's still now. And exactly. before now, there was then. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's there's something mm-hmm. so beautiful mm-hmm. about that. I, I want to talk to you about how, how do you choose projects now at the, at this point in your life at this point in your career when it comes to doing other things i ask all the information and i'm yes or no to me it's just all very 
do I like this? Can I do this? Will this stretch mm-hmm. me? Will this make me happy? Mm-hmm. Will I be bored going to do this every single week? Um, oh. it, it comes from that. And then common sense, you know, but my common sense is rooted in, well, I love this. Will this be something that my, my, my nephews and nieces and my kids and, you know, my husband say, yes, that's my wife. That's my mom. You know, I'm going to do this to excellence. And that's all I care about. So I don't put records out every 10 minutes. That's partly why I'd be around, but like, I'll be back with that album when I have it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let me live a little bit. Let me, let me find some things. Let me just live. Let me, let me figure out what I'm doing. Ah, oh, Estelle, I just, I just let out a, a, a big <laughs> exhale <laughs> because I cannot tell you how much I needed to hear that. You know, mm. I know now that you and I are both about legacy building. Yeah. And when you're building a legacy, intentionality and excellence are everything. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you do not operate from a place of lack. No. You operate from a place of abundance. And it wasn't is... always like that. It wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. That's the part. Mm-hmm. But I learned, but you know mm-hmm. what I learned? Because the real life is we have bills. We have things. We need, we need money, right? Yes. But you know, I made more money when I was intentional about my choices. When I said, all right, no, nah, that's not for me. I know I need the money right now, but that's not for me. I'm going to, that's going to, that's going to pay like a quarter of this light bill. You know, for example, that's going to pay a quarter of this light bill. It could help, but this ain't going to do it. I got two mm-hmm. more weeks on having to pay the light bill. God, I know you're going to come through with something that is for me. Whew. So I look like, I look at it like you can pick the things that get thrown at you, the low hanging fruit that get thrown at you. And it's just blocking the way for the thing that you're actually aiming for. Like you're holding mm-hmm. energy space. You're putting space, energetic blocks in the way in the in the lane of the thing that is actually supposed to come for you. So now you gotta jump over these energetic blocks that you put in place. Because yeah. let me go get this little check. Let me go get this little thing. Let me go get this tiny thing that I know is purely the money. This thing that's mm-hmm. not gonna make me happy. This thing that's gonna damage my reputation. And I stopped moving like that like a while ago because I realized I was I was getting broke. I would go furthermore into I would go into debt. I'd be like, how did I just do this thing and now I'm broke? <laughs> How does this work? Yeah. Yeah. But when I do the quality yeah. things, when I say, hold up, give me a minute. I need some time with this record. And when I put the thing up, when I put the record up or I put whatever, I do this thing and I show up on time for it or I show up in my fullness for it, it begets just more and light. And I'm always in the black and I'm and something else mm-hmm. incredible comes in. And, and it's not just money, it's energy too. Because you show up in your fullness, in your light to the thing with everything. People see that. People talk about that. And it and the energy moves and it, it brings in something else. So I start moving like I I turned down more things and got more. Mm. I turned down mm. pretty I much. I turned down more things and got more. Yes. Like, and got big, like couldn't couldn't oh. make it up big. Like, are you serious? I, yes. So I want to know, how did the Estelle show and Steven Universe come about? Uh, Steven Universe, let's talk about that first. Steven Universe, I kept putting that in the air. This is, again, couldn't make this up. Divinely orchestrated. The, song, the show's called Steven Universe, right? 
<laughs> my my character's called Garnet. My birthday's in January. My birthstone's a Garnet. Mm. Uh, my favorite mm. color is purple. She's purple. Mm. It's it was mm. too many too many things mm. that lined up that were kind of like visual signs and mental signs, right? That were kind of like, bruh. But I started to tell my team I wanted a voiceover job. And then I got intentional. I said, well, why do you want a voiceover gig? I said, because I have nieces and nephews that are being born and they don't know my voice. And this thing, this I know this is a cartoon is going to go around the world. And I just wanted to know what auntie sounds like. So I ended up getting the character role because the creator, Rebecca Sugar, and her, her, her partner were fans. And she liked the record I had called Freak. And I remember dreaming this video up. I literally went to bed and woke up one day and I had a dream about what it would look like for this for this video. And I was like, this is the video for Freak. Let me let me quickly draw it out. And I drew, drew it out. And um, Wait, you draw? A little bit. Like, no, I'm like, I just like... Oh, like, Lord, you do it figures. all. Wow. Stick figures. I'm stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just drew it out a little bit so he could see, so the director could see what I was talking about. And I drew this lady with like a bang and like a very, you know, boxy uh, bob kind of thing yeah. and I said and she's got to be like a school mom so she's got to have like a dress and she's got to have hips and she's like teaching the kids so she's a big <laughs> fan of it and so she bought she brought she brought the character to life based off of that picture wow. so I suppose to say like I, I pray right everything I think nothing is mistake and I think nothing is you know weird or just a thing it's all it all means something and she asked me to be a part of it. I said, well, what's the character about? She said, it's about a superhero who takes care of, like, these kids on Earth and her other uh, her other gems, her friends. And I was just like, I can relate. That, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm a big sister. <laughs> yep, I could do that. So, you know, halfway through, it becomes a thing and it becomes a big point of uh, representation for the LGBTQIA community. And I'm just honoured that I got a chance to play. You know, I'm honoured that I got a chance to show my allyism and really just, you know, help represent. I think it's important. It's smart. It's a good cartoon. It's funny. It's slick. It's cheeky, sarcastic. I get to be sarcastic. I was very sarcastic. Still am. Um, <laughs> no, like it's a good time. Yes. Black futurism. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. And I just love, I mean, I'm in awe of how you created your reality. Literally, as you were telling the story, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be, <laughs> where's my pen at? I need you, to be no, over you, here. Listen, you're an inspired, you do the same thing. It's not even a game. Sometimes you just, you do this, you, listen, and I'm going to relate it to what I saw when I met you, like, after I met you, like, you talking about how you vision boarded your life and showing the fruits of your vision board. Like, that to me was like, oh, let me, hold on, let me remember how the hell you... I forgot this part. Like, yeah, you can do it. But the the Apple show, same thing. I remember going to Apple or coming up with the idea for a show where I just play what I want to play, eclectic music, and uh, talk to different people. And I've been there for two years. We're over 400 shows. We won an award. I'm just grateful. God is good. God is so good to me. He loves me so much. Yes. Yes, yes. No, I I absolutely, I think the show is great. And honestly, I've learned a lot from it. You know, for me, especially going into this, this new venture with my podcast, it's been a source of inspiration for me. 
Um, because like you said, it, it, it's, you know, my podcast, just like what you're doing on the Estelle show is that mm-hmm. it's about getting to the core of who people are. That's what the journey is. That's where the relatability yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And so. But that comes from that, you though. That also comes from you. Mm-hmm. That comes from people wanting to know you. I think we put out into the world, the things that we want, uh, we want people to see about us. So it, yes. it, my only piece of advice that we're given this is, and not even advice because you're doing it, is just keep letting people know who you are. You know, like mm. tell, like relate who you are to them because we're literally just all humans trying to figure out how to do this life. And I'm learning from you too. So, yeah. Be wow. Good. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's what it's all about. So I, I just love and adore you. But be, before we go, I want to yeah. ask, what has been your takeaway from our conversation? That it's, I think, I am so proud and so happy that in in this day, in this age, in 2022, a young girl from London can talk to a young lady all the way in LA and we find more in common than we find not in common, one. And two, just to see us out, both out here shining is another thing. Thank you, sis. Wow. I, oh, I'm just in awe of this moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Um, And and I'll say that my takeaway is, it's two things. It's, It's one, I'm more powerful than I realized. And seeing you exercise, talk to me about exercising your power, Mm -hmm. your manifestation power, your intentionality power in your life is inspiring me to go even deeper into mine. And then second, I'm getting in my bag this year. Period. Like, period. Like, I, no, seriously, that really got me like, I can't be like, 80% 80% in my bag. Like, like I have to be a hundred, a thousand, trillion percent in my bag. Like, it's a, it's period. A Telfar, <laughs> it's a Telfar waiting on you. It's a Brian Blackwood waiting on you. It's a Birkin waiting on you. It's a, it's a potato waiting. It's a few of them and they big and they, they're waiting for you to just, you, you know, hop on. Like, get into it. Literally, right. I'm getting, especially when, when another Black woman looks at mm. me and says, get in your bag, sis. Because mm. I mm. see when you're in it, Mm-hmm. And I feel it. I'm yeah. into it. Then that yeah. makes me be like, yeah. if a bag ain't for me, I'm going to create my own bag and hop in it. You know, like and, I just, and it's so empowering there. to be empowered by someone who looks like me and who believes yeah. in me and who has inspired yeah. me. I'm just, thank you for this juice. Mm-hmm. Who, well, sis, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I knew you were going to be <laughs> coming with the gems. Yes, that is a Steven Universe reference. Um, so I just want to say thank you first, just for saying yes. I'm so grateful of to course. you. Thank you. Yeah. This is a beautiful platform. I can't wait to see what happens next. I cannot wait to see it all blossom and bloom. This is amazing. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. After the credits, Estelle tells us about the musical golden era she was actually born in and who she would have loved to collaborate with from that time. 
Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lentigua. Its senior editor is Verilyn Williams. Sound designer is Cedric Wilson. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tyndall. If you enjoyed my conversation with Estelle, I encourage you to click the subscribe button on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. What decade or golden era of music are you most inspired by? And what historical icon would you want to collaborate with today? Oh, oh, okay. Um, most inspired <laughs> by Motown, for sure. Mm. That's the 60s, I want to say. I have mm-hmm. this theory that I always say to people, I was born in the 60s. and I was born and I was around. I should say I was around in the 60s and 70s. Probably whacked out early doing too much and came right back in 90s. <laughs> Um, I feel like I was about because there's so much where I'm just like between 1960 and 1970 I know this I know this I know this so I would say the Motown 60s 70s era and any historical icon all the ones I love are gone but she's still here so I'm putting this back out into the world I just want to talk to Diana Ross I just want to ask her things I just want to be like I know I know this was a long time ago um Sis, tell me about the makeup and the hair and the clothes. Just tell me. Yes. I want to know. Yes. Is, no, I say icon, legend, auntie, big sister almighty. I don't know. Like, how do we, what do I, <laughs> how do I do this? Tell me what I'm doing wrong with my makeup. Because you set the pace yeah. for us. I just think she's, she's it, you know? And yeah. if she was here today, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, because I just want to know how she did that with her voice. I don't, there's no... Please, no Ella, we have questions that need answers. No yes. None at all. None at all. Oh, Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. Oh, just the thought of her makes me... Man, I love jazz. Story. I'm a jazz, oh, a jazz girl. You yeah. get it? Yeah, Sarah yeah. Vaughn. Oh, you get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So bad. <laughs>